Racing Nation with James O'Shea. Thanks for joining us on the program. Next guest joining me now, Tim Gill. How are you? First of all, it's been <laughs> two weeks, I suppose. We no, come on, mate. Week. Yeah, right. Not two weeks. It's a week and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. we missed it so soon as we can. We didn't get a chance to speak last week on the show. You're back this week. Premiers, we talked about this all season. I feel like it built up to this moment. And <laughs> what a moment it was for the loyal, loyal supporters such as yourself. Now, people don't know, I'm sure people know what we're talking about, but uh, these the days... The NRL Grand Final, is that right? Go Tigers. <laughs> 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 oh, you can talk about that if you like. We can talk about the no, we're talking about AFL. Of course, yes, the Mighty Bees, they got up, made a 57-year drought, a, a wonderful experience. And, you know, like I said, it wasn't... Though not being able to be there, it was an incredible thrill as a supporter, a lifelong supporter, remember, to finally get the duck off her back. And, yeah, it's an exciting group. And, you know, hopefully we have another strong year next year, but really fantastic. Um, you know, it's well-embraced by all the supporters, and I'm sure everyone's equally as excited as me and spent way too much money on premiership merchandise that hasn't arrived yet. So <laughs> it's good times here, that's for sure. But yeah, no, amazing. amazing. Look, I think the easiest thing for me to say is that when the siren went, I had a full beer in my hand and uh, in true Formula One podium style, that full <laughs> beer was sprayed around the whole whole room and... The Monday after grand final, I never pictured myself cleaning the roof of my lounge room with beer, but that's what happened, so it was terrific. <laughs> worth it. 100% worth it, though, surely. 100%, yeah, 100%. Not, not a day, no, absolutely nothing, no, nothing can wrong with me at all. Fantastic, amazing. Yeah, we talked about, uh, you know, he said, hey, he wanted it to go down, and he said he'd love to be able to watch it in relaxing fashion, reading, you know, being four, five, six goals in front with not long to go. It did work out that way, but up until what was it that you know when it, that absolute blitz that that occurred late in the third, your you, your your mood would have changed dramatically, wouldn't it? Before and yeah, after that, that particular yeah. little stretch, Bond kicked the goals that go nineteen points up and it's sort of ten eleven points mm. down. You know, I, we're sorry, about ten or eleven minutes to go and we're nineteen points down. I, I didn't say that it was over. It certainly felt like this is a becoming the chance to slip away and you know you sort of just remember in the weeks gone by we were 40 odd points down against Geelong and we won and the group's so strong and united that <laughs> that, that feeling was quickly dissipated because we didn't oh, minutes later in front so it was <laughs> yeah like the replay's been watched a few times but that last 15 minutes of the third quarter will be etched in my memory for absolutely ever if I'm honest so terrific Oh, I think it'll be one of those moments whether you've supported, oh, maybe if you're really the opposition member, but if you support the go, it'll be one of the great quarters, well, not even a quarter, but just one of the great patches of play you'll ever see in a decider, where you see the game yeah. literally went yeah. from being on a knife edge, as you said, ball up against it, to, to all of a sudden just like that, a, a blitz like that to change the, the, the face of the contest just like that. It was an incredible passage of play. Yeah, look, yeah, the last sort of seven or eight minutes was unbelievable and you know, you're not going to be able to sustain that for a whole game, but if you did, you'd certainly not many teams would beat you, I can tell you that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, and that's what happened. So, look, it's on, you know, of course, you, 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 as a supporter, you don't move on until the season starts, but 
you know, next season looking forward to it and hopefully that in front of our supporters we can do something very similar. Yep, so we look forward to that. It is the off-season now. All the footy codes are done and we talk racing all year, but now it's all we talk is, is racing and it's a great time to be a racing fan this weekend, this particular meeting at Caulfield, one of the great meetings you'll ever find. Yeah, look, it is. And we last year we saw the, or the last couple of years we saw the trial of the thousand guineas going on to this day, and you know, it sort of meant that we had four Group Ones, which rivals it with Derby Day. You know, that the clubs made the the good choice to bring this back to uh, to the, the Wednesday, which I think is a great move actually, because it did a few races from a pattern perspective that the Phillies probably sort of having a few extra days off and potentially some coming down on Sydney. So Wednesday we see the thousand guineas, which is going to be a very, very good race. But we see three of the best, well, we see three terrific time-honoured group ones going around on Saturday, of course, the Caulfield Stakes, the Caulfield Guineas, and the wonderful, wonderful, as always very hard to pick, Turak as well, which is just one of the true, truly great handicaps of, of Australian racing at the moment. That's for sure. Not at the moment, I should say, but it's truly great handicaps in Australian racing, that's for sure. Yeah, that it certainly is. Let's have a look. Let's get your thoughts on the program. We'll go through your best bets, uh, best run for your best uh, value and your lay of the day. We'll start with the best bets. Let's go to race three on the card. The Ned's Village Stakes, 1,200 metres at listed level. What have you identified here as a good thing? Like I've always, I always try and give three bests on this segment <laughs> each week. Games I probably had two, and then the third one was a bit of a. Yeah, I'm not sure, but look, yeah, this one I, I'm pretty keen on Lombardo number seven. Uh, look, he's in terrific form. He, he, look, he's coming up in grade here from an 84 to a listed level uh, race here, but I must admit some of the horses going around here aren't probably superstars in their own right. So he's not meeting a strong stakes grade, but. You know, he won at Morfordville a couple of starts ago over 1,200 just in dominant fashion, went went forward and won by about 150 metres and then went to Mooney Valley last start and probably got a little bit far back in the run but in a, on a night that potentially needs it will be a little bit um, on speed but absolutely smashed the clock there, nearly broke the track record uh, over 1,200 metres and, and won by another four lengths. So really becoming a progressive horse that's having a terrific preparation I think draws really nicely in gate fives, can get into the right spot, which I guess might almost be uh, potentially leading and I think might be just a bit too much up front with 54 kilos. So race three, number seven, Lombardo on top. Lombardo on top there. Let's go now to race number five on the program here. Huge 10 race card and race five, Alexis Scalacci stakes 1,100 metres at Wake for Rage and group two. Your thoughts here? Yeah, love this race, and it's always a good race for Scalacci. Small field, we've got eight to go around, but there's probably only two horses that can win it, and that's Valum Nipotina being number one, or being one of those two. But geez, I'm really keen on September run here. She, you know, this is a, this is a filly that that was winning some really good races, including upset the boys at the, in the Coolmore Stud last year on Derby Day, and in a terrific win there, like really upset the Apple Cart of some terrific horses. Bit of a mixed autumn. I thought it came back really well first up in a race that didn't suit at Mooney Valley. She just got a bit far back, and I, I don't ever think she's going to run well at Mooney Valley because she likes to run on. So both of her runs have been eye-catching mine at Mooney Valley. She gets onto a bigger track here now and draws well in gate five, so she can probably just get a bit out of trouble there in a smaller field, and I think she'll be flying over the top of them late, and I'm pleased to see her placed in this race because I think she looks very hard to beat. So race five, number four, September run. We can go to the sixth here. 
Here it is, the Ned Mighton Power, over 2,000 metres at Group 1 level, weight for age. Formerly, of course, the Caulfield Stakes now uh, carries the name of the of the great Mighton Power, who did the Caulfield Melbourne Cup double, amongst other great race wins. But the Mighton Power, this is now known as at Group 1 level. And Zaki continues to continue on. And do you expect anything different to happen this weekend? Yeah, look, I, I'm putting an asterisk next to this best bet, right? <laughs> because... The best bet scenario within this race is this is a good night anchor for your multis. Zaki comes to a very small field, scared them off. I remember, I think in 2017 or 18, Winks used this race as a lead up for the Cox Plate and ended up running against two horses, Blackheart Bart being one of them. But look, um, unfortunate because this is a terrific race of time on a really, really good race now for the Mighton Power, I should say. I think it's the Caulfield Stakes before that it is now for the Mighton Power, and rightly so. but... No, it's it's a great deal. Like Holmesman, Norm Conformance and Probaville are all probably going to win races this spring and they a few of them have done terrific already winning races this spring. But look, this is the superstar of Australian turf. He's going to roll into the Cox Plate probably in red figures. Zaki, and he just dominated, you know. It was, again, a really small field at Sandown, which can make it a tricky race. But I thought Probaville was pretty good there, but he just put the sword to him at the end. Gets 2,000. Yeah, let's just win some mine. I think this is a good race just to sort of put into a few of your exotics of, over the course of the day. It's not part of the quaddy, which is probably lucky for, mm. or lucky for quaddy players because they'll get some value. But yeah, race six, number two, Zaki. I think it's a sit back and watch best bet. Just enjoy the, uh, watching one of the best horses in Australia go around. It's probably a super price. All right, let's have a look now. Best value bet of the day. We can go to the fourth here, Thoroughbred Club Stakes, 1,200 metres at Group 3 level. Yeah, so back to the value bets, race four, the Thoroughbred Club, wonderful club in, in Melbourne, or Victoria, I should say, but the Thoroughbred Club stakes, unfortunately, not being able to be on course there. I really was taken here by number 10, Decent Rain. I think this is a, a tricky race with a couple of very good horses, uh, particularly Crystal Brown, and I'm going to have a crack at saying this, but Shyonka from the Gay Waterhouse Yard. But Decent Rain for me was, was, is, the horse that I've been keen to sort of get into a race like this, uh, and she was terrific last start at Mooney Valley. Um, got back a bit there, and as we know, it's always hard to make ground some occasions on that track, and absolutely savage the line um, after drawing sort of an unlucky probably gate seven in, in a bigger field there. Gets back to gate three here, nicely weighted in, in a pretty good group three for the Phillies. I, I think she just looks like a terrific value. She ran the 10 or $11 mark, so yeah, one of the better value bets of the day, race four, number 10. There's decent range. Decent rain, the best value on the program. Let's have a look at your best roughie on the card. For the best roughie, we're going to go down the page. We get to race number eight. And this is, well, I suppose the feature of the day, being the Ned Caulfield Guineas over the mile. Group one set weights for the three-year-olds. Great race, this. And what do you like here that you think is at good roughies odds? Yeah, I'm glad we get to touch on the group one. I might just chuck Matura handicap tip in as well. But look, this is a terrific addition of the Caulfield. You only want to wider opens. Everybody's really keen on, obviously, the A versus A and Animo versus Atorius, um battle up the front. But look, and I think one of those two will win. I'm probably slightly leaning in the Artorius camp if, if, at the moment. Um, might change my mind, but. There's a horse I'm particularly keen on that I think is a ridiculous price. I think I thought twenty five odd dollars um throughout the week, but that's number eight forgot you. Like this horse is gonna draw has drawn worse than Artorius, um which uh, sorry, worse than Animo, which we've all heard about, but in gate sixteen will probably come in one or two. But look, 
He was terrific winning a Mooney Valley couple back. He absolutely came from the clouds when he got up to 1,500 metres and then steps up to this same chip in a, in a race that includes a few of these horses in a Group 2 level to the three-year-olds over the mile and did exactly the same thing. Flew home all over the top of them and, and was terrific. So now gets to a bigger track and this horse has just never had that much luck. So I reckon this is a terrific roughy number eight forgot you and might be a place bet at some stage or, or and you know be chasing those two tops that we said before but yeah really keen here on a, a good each way play race eight number eight forgot you in a word i'll just give him a quick rundown of the two eight i always yep. look for lighter weight i think you're really up against it you're up in the weights so i think horses like Tafane, superstorm sierra phil and elephant of terrific horses and, and certainly are probably going to be the ones to beat but i reckon you can always get away with it a lower weight in these types of races, and and I think I'm one. I'm thunderstruck. Number eleven is terrifically placed here. This horse is only half a length off in the in the Rupert Clark, a similar type of race to this last start behind Sierra Sue. Um, you know, now down at 52 kilos, mind you, in in this in this handicap. Um, you know, and like there's only ever one of open grade handicaps. Of course, that's why at this level. But geez, how can you knock that gate for 52 kilos? Um, Jai McNeil goes on, I reckon, a terrific bet in the, in the track. So, yeah, race nine, number 11, I'm thunderstruck in the track. All right, let's have a look at your best lay of the day. Which horse are you against? It comes up in the seventh year in the North yeah, Home Stakes at Group 3 levels. I was a bit surprised to see some money for this one. Number seven, uh, race seven, number one, Brooklyn Hustle. I don't think... Look, I think... That I, yeah, so I was going to say, a bit surprised to see see the money if it comes sort of for this horse as well, but... Was a miss last start in, in a Moya Stakes. It was actually pretty ordinary, but did come pull up with an issue. Never one second up. This distance not great, and doesn't ever seem to run well at Caulfield. I think it's a bit of a hit and a miss horse. Look, she's certainly got a lot of ability, but 59 kilos, gate 12 over a trip she doesn't like second up. I'm not keen. So that's my lay of the day. Race seven, number one, Brooklyn Hustle. All right, that's your thoughts on the program right across the day. Big 10 race card, really looking forward to it. Great opportunity to, to be out there and uh, and uh, testing your tips or who you like. And Betfair is a good way to go about that. So plenty happening with Betfair over the spring. Yeah, look out if you are a Betfair customer. If you're not, sign up, of course. But if you are a Betfair customer announcing, uh, you should get your email and probably not long after we've spoken, James, but... Super Saturday kicks off this week, an initiative over the course of the next few weeks on spring where if you bet between 8.30am and 10.30am, you'll get a rebate on the commission that you would pay on any winning. So you're basically almost betting for free. So well worth it. Gamble responsibly, download the app and let's get some winners. All right, let's hope that's the case. Let's hope you've helped us find a few of those this weekend. Great race day. Very much looking forward to it. Tim, as always, appreciate your time and let's hope that it is a winning weekend. Go days. Toowoomba, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. This is Racing Nation.